This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. On the Daily Mix Show. Damn. Some birds aren't meant to be caged. Yet, here we are, butt naked, eating soggy bologna sandwiches. Figure it's time to get busy living and get busy winning. Let's play Cellmates. Cellmates is the game where lawbreakers become game changers. And this week we are playing for Rolling Stones tickets. They are at Lumen Field on May 15th. Let's meet our cellmates this morning. We have Jake in Burien. Jake, you got expelled from school, but it didn't stop there. Yeah, got expelled for uh, selling some bud. And then uh, a couple days later, you know, I was being watched by grandma. Uh, real sorry to my uncle. He bought her a brand new car. I decided to take off and uh, went from forks to squim. And flipped the car, wound up sitting in the holding cell overnight with a bunch of drunk adults in Port Angeles. And uh, and then uh, ended up going, you know, didn't want to go home because I was afraid I was probably going to get a good lashing. So wound up in like this youth at risk program and then foster care for a month. And it was a great way to start my illustrious criminal career. Oh, my gosh. So you went from rolling joints to rolling grandma's car. (laughs) Exactly. Was the car completely totaled? Oh yeah, like it flipped over onto the roof. Oh, like I was, you know, if I was, if I was, they said if I was a couple inches taller, that it probably would have like you know broke my neck or, or wow. decapitated me or something. So did you have no injuries to really to report at all? No, I got a black eye, and, uh, and it was kind of I like I passed somebody on Highway 101, and like the dude that I passed was the first one at the scene. And he rolled up, and he's like, "What the f? You're the only one in the car." Like, I was like, "Yeah, just let me go." Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. quick, quick question for you. So you said like that started like your illustrious career of doing some bad stuff. What was the what was the moment when you decided I got to turn my life around? Um. So June nineteenth, twenty twenty one. I got clean and sober. Nice. Uh, so I've, I've got almost two years clean and sober. And nice. yeah, just yeah. Good on you, man. Your cellmate Jake is a guy named Joe Dread. Joe Dredd, good morning. You, good morning. It sounds like you got a speeding ticket and uh, you lift off to the cop a little bit. Yeah, so this happened in the 80s. I was hanging out with a buddy of mine. We were out in Snohomish County out in the country. And I had the 67 Dodge Polaris, which was a big old land yacht. And we were going down this straight country road, which my buddy called the, the whoop-de-doos because they were just like rolling hills, you know? <laughs> You just, you just, it's going straight. And it's like one hill to a valley, hill to a valley. Yeah. We were doing like double the speed limit. And as I'm hitting this low point of the whoop-de-doos, going the other direction was a, a Snohomish County cop. 
So when I get to the top of the next hill, I see him pulling a U-turn. Mm-mm. So I'm like, I ain't going to try to outrun this guy. So I just pulled over. From whoop-de-doo well, to whoop-de-don't. <laughs> you know, so, so this cop, thinking I'm running, he comes flying over that hill. And he sees me pulled over on the side of the road. And he just locked up his brakes and slid a long way. He was not happy with me. And he, he comes up to the car and he says, going pretty fast there, son. I, I say you're going about 75 miles an hour. And I go, well, you know what? I was going the other direction. So you really don't know how fast I was going, did you? <laughs> so. No, I, so, uh, I love the did ya. So, yeah, so he goes, well, you know what? I could write you up for negligent instead, which is a much higher ticket. Which one do you want? I go, oh, I'll take the speeding ticket. I'm good with that. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Cops can't do that, right? If you're coming at them, they can Can they clock you coming at them I, now? I assume so, yes. Maybe not well, as much in the 80s. they have the radar gun. That, I guess, yeah. I don't know how any of that works. No, yeah, I just, I'm just keeping it so. at ten and two between the lines, <laughs> yeah. being cool with it. All right, Steve Miggs, based on the severity of the crimes of these two cellmates, who do you think should go first in the game? Yeah, I could give a shout out to Jake, turning his life around, getting clean and sober for the last couple of years. So let's let Jake go first. All right, Jake. First question is to you: True or false? Nick Mason celebrated his 80th birthday this past weekend, making him the oldest surviving member of Pink Floyd. True. Oh, oh, it's false. Sorry. Roger Waters turned 80 about five months ago. All right. So, Joe, if you get this one right, you're going to see the Rolling Stones. Well, I'm glad he went first, then. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Dredd, does the average golf ball have more or less than 300 dimples? Oh, that's a tough one. God, it's, it's, it's a 50-50 thing, just it like is. the last question. Yep. Um, I'm going to say less. Oh, we oh. continue the game. Jake, founded in 1636, this university is the oldest institute of higher education in the United States. In 1636? Correct. Uh, would that be Yale? <laughs> Is it Plattsburgh it is. State University where I went to college? <laughs> it is Harvard. Okay. All right, Joe Dredd, the question to you, if you get this right, you're going to see the Stones. 1313 Mockingbird Lane is which TV family's address? <laughs> that would be the Munsters. Correct! Congratulations, Joe Dredd. You're going to go see the Rolling Stones. Although the real winner here is uh, obviously our friend Jake, who has turned his life around and is doing good things. Yeah, good for you, Jake. And Joe, you, you giggled like I, I would imagine you were a fan of the show. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you know what? I haven't seen the Stones in over 40 years, so wow. this is going to be fun. So where did you see them 40 years ago? Uh, the Kingdom, baby, with the uh, Tattoo You tour. Yep. Damn. I say yup like I was there, but I just know of that tour. Who opened? Yeah. The Great Ken. I remember, I, was it the, then the following tour that Living Color opened for the Rolling Stones? Remember when they... I, I, I think so. That was maybe the Steel Wheels tour. Yeah, I think it was. I remember being a kid wanting to go so bad just to see Living Color. My parents were like, we're not letting you go to a concert. You're like 10 years old. <laughs> like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> well, congrats, Joe Dredd. I'm going to that show, so I'll see you there, brother. Three of the members of our show got to do something yesterday afternoon that pissed off the fourth member of the Daily Mig show. <laughs> what happened? We're going to tell you all about it after Rush. The Daily Mix Show. Rockaholics. Apparently, yesterday, Danny, Sarah, and I did something that made Steve a little angry. A little angry. 
I almost didn't want to talk to you guys this morning. Is that how upset you were? Okay, so at the end of every day, we've decided to do this thing just so we get an idea of what everyone's doing during the day, just in case something comes up that we maybe didn't even think, oh, that would be fun to talk about in the show, and we basically send each other a journal. And it's nothing crazy. It's just at the end of the day before you, like, you know, after dinner or whenever you think you're done doing whatever you're doing, shoot an email to the other three members of the show that says, I did this, this, and this, and the, and, and, and let us know. That way we, we keep up on each other's lives. So I'm getting the emails, and they're all coming in like right around like 7, 8 o'clock at night last night. And my, I had a very long day. So I'm tired. I'm exhausted. This is the first time around 7.30 that I oh, actually was closer to 8 that I actually got to sit on my couch from the moment I got up in the morning. It was just go, 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 which is fine, whatever. I, so I open up my emails, and I see one that came in from, uh, from our friend Taryn Daly over here. It says, drove my folks to pick up Barrett after work. We had lunch there. Then I came back home. I napped hard for about two hours while Brad and Barrett spent some time playing outside. All right, cool. Next text. <laughs> Email from Sarah over here. First thing it says, napped hella long because I think I'm still recovering from the weekend, LOL. <laughs> Next email comes in from Danny V. Cleaned my fish tank when I got home. Took a two-hour nap. And at that point, I'm like, go F all of you. Y'all took naps yesterday. When naps I, on naps on naps. All I wanted to do was just sit my fat ass on a couch, and I couldn't even do that. It was the longest day of my life. And I'm like, these sons of bitches are all bragging about their naps. And screw your fish tank, Danny. And if anybody deserved a nap, it would have been you, Steve, because three of the four of us had one night over the weekend that was a very late night. Mm -hmm. And you got to play catch up from that a little bit. You know, you yes. got to get a nap. So I, I do feel I was expecting to see in your journal that you also nap. I want because you yeah, had to go back to Friday night, Friday, get up at three in the morning. Then I'm just go, go, go. Went to Vancouver to do a wrestling show. Left there at midnight. Got home at 3 o'clock in the morning. So it was so you, a full 24 hours. And oh. then, you know, over the weekend I slept and was able to get that to happen. But yesterday, so I get home. So we did New Day Northwest, which was awesome. Then we came back, did some recording, some stuff. Did some other things along the lines. Had some meetings. Finally get home. And it was, I was exhausted. All I wanted to do was sit on my ass. But then I get home and Tatum, my four-year-old daughter, is fired up. Daddy's home. Let's have a tea party. I've never had a tea party with her before in my life. So I'm just like, this is, this, I've been waiting for this moment. Oh. As a father, I've been waiting like for this rite moment. Rite of passage. And yeah, I'm like, finally, I want to see what this tea party's all about. So we go upstairs and she's, it's so cute. She's got like a little teacups going. They're all of water in them. So she's got water in the teacups and the little pouring thing, the kettle. And then she's got us each a cookie, but it's an Oreo cookie that she split in half so that we just had one cookie. Did you get the cream side or she the She gave me the cream side. Wow. Oh, she must really love you. And then a little thing of popcorn. So she's pouring the popcorn down. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Then she has some bright idea that she decides, oh, you know what we need is tea on our popcorn. So now she's pouring water on the popcorn. I'm like, what are we doing? And she's like, eat it, daddy. It's delicious. And I'm just like, have you ever had soggy popcorn? No. no, no it's no. not delicious. <laughs> but so I'm tired. But dude, then something happened that was like probably one of the coolest things. And it kind of, I, 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 I don't fight back like a little bit of a teary eye just because for those that remember going to the roast of Steve Miggs, the whole story about like what made me want to get into the world of entertainment and try and do radio and be, this was just a, a lot of failed attempts of trying to make my grandfather happy and laugh and put on a show. And it all revolved around doing a puppet show to where he would like, he wasn't very nice. And it was actually, it was pretty awful, like how he was to me growing up. And it all started, my earliest memory was him just being fired up angry at me because I was trying to entertain him while I was watching a TV show. So then my daughter goes, Daddy, I want to do a puppet show for you. I'm like, well, excuse me, what? You know, because I 
She's learning the family business. Is this a genetic thing? Like, trade. Do we have like some kind of weird thing in our system that we need to do puppet shows? So I was like, yeah. I want to say, do you need puppets? I've got a puppet. She's like, no, I'm good without puppets. I'll just use my hands. I'm like, that took me everything. Like, well, that's not really a puppet show, if you ask me. It's just you doing hand things. Like, I mean, okay. So she hides behind the slide and it's. And she's just doing like this puppet show about like a dinosaur that's going to kick everybody's butt or something along those lines. That's pretty. That's a good storyline right there. But it was kind of crazy to be like, you know, as exhausted as I was and as mad as I am at you three. But it was, it was really freaking cool to have that moment where you're like, oh man, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was a puppet show for my family, and they all hated it. And now here it is, my daughter's doing it. And I too hated it. And it was not <laughs> kidding. I, I had a blast. It was it was it was pretty awesome. A very tender father daughter moment. I do say throughout all that, the one thing I can walk away from for all the rockaholics is do not agree to eat watered down <laughs> popcorn. It is awful. Ew. And she and then of course then you do one. You're like this is really good. She's like it's like pancakes, right? I'm like no, it's nothing like that. It's just soggy popcorn. But okay, <laughs> I don't know. She's four. And so then for the rest of the time we're eating this popcorn, she keeps wanting to pour water on it. I'm like, can we can we pull the plug on the water? And then finally we ran out of water, and I'm like, great. And then she runs off and gets more water. <laughs> this popcorn must be soggy. It was terrible, but it was it, end of the day. Like as tired as I was, it was pretty cool to experience that moment because I've been kind of waiting for that, like that you know father daughter tea party. As dumb as that sounds, you know, for the first couple of years I showed how like she really didn't want to play or hang out with me. It was all about mom. Mm-hmm. So now we're finally in this phase for the last like I don't know half a year, year where it, when I get home it's like let's just do stuff. Which means I don't get naps. Which means I'm jealous of the three of you. Well, I don't usually get naps either. Yesterday sure. was kind of it, that was that was a special occasion. You got a freaking two hour nap. I know, but I was wrecked. I was so tired yesterday from winning at New Day Northwest and being so good at name that tune. It just took everything out of me. Pure exhaustion. People want to see your dominance. They could go to our social media pages <laughs> at Daily Mix. We got the video. Also at KSW.com, you can check out our silly appearance on New Day Northwest on King 5. Absolutely. Rockaholics, have you ever had to explain something odd from your past to your kid? This happened to a well-known rock star and you're going to hear about it at 817. The Daily Mix Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Rockaholics, give us a call this morning and help finish this sentence. It's going to be strange having to explain blank to my kid one day. 206-803-ROCK. We are bringing this up because No Doubt is getting back together, at least for Coachella, which is very exciting. I hope they end up doing a full-on tour. Me too. I saw them one time, and they were, they were it was at the Q Arena now, of course, Climate Pledge Arena, and they were, they were amazing live. I think the last time I saw them was 2009, so it's time. Was it the Hella Good Rock Steady Tour? Maybe, yes. Went up to Vancouver and saw them. Oh, is that the one that they played with Paramore? I think so. Yeah, I bet that was the last time I saw them, too. It was kind of like their, they came back to her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they went away, and now they're coming back again. It's yes. very exciting. <laughs> uh, but because of this, Gwen Stefani had shared a really funny story about giving her 10-year-old son, Apollo, a bit of a history lesson when he asked about what Coachella is. Now, quick aside before she explains it to him. Um, have you seen Gwen Stefani's kids? Yes. Because they're all with, I mean, obviously now she's with Blake Shelton, but at one point she was married to Gavin Rosdale Bush. And I find, I've never seen her kids until today when I saw the story. And her oldest son is, a, I mean, obviously it's, it's his genes, but a spitting image of Gavin Rosdale. Like there is no doubting that this kid was the spawn of Gavin. That is exactly Hairline, what Hairline. Yes. He looks just like, like if AI just created a young version of Gavin <laughs> Rosdale, it would be this. Spitting image. I'm sure Gwen Stefani was involved somehow, but you can't tell by looking the at The middle him. child kind of looks like Blake Shelton. <laughs> You're right. He's got the, the Blake hair. He does. He's got the he's look. Got glasses. Yeah. Oh, but it was kind of funny to hear that Gwen was saying that she was laying in bed with her son and he's asking, what is Coachella? Everybody's talking about it, Mom. What is Coachella? It's Sounds like it's, like it's a it, big deal. It's like, this is where Mommy makes a lot of money. That's what Coachella <laughs> is. I always say kids and old people kind of are the same. So oh, kids yeah. are like, what is the big deal about Coachella? And you know, old people are like, what's the big deal with this Coachella festival? <laughs> so she showed some footage of the old band in the form of the Don't Speak video. Okay. And I mean, apparently, that's their biggest hit. Oh, absolutely. And uh, he asked, which one is your boyfriend? Oh, or which so, one was your boyfriend? So he knew the backstory of, of was it Tony, the bassist. Yeah, it must have a little bit. Which I always thought was one of the ultimate, like, baller moves. I don't know if baller moves is the right saying for this, but one of the ultimate, like, middle finger to an ex. Like, you broke up. I mean, granted, they're, they're on good terms, so that's awesome. But she still wrote a song about him. Basically, like, you suck kind of a thing. It's a middle finger to him. And he's in her band and has to play this song night in, night out. It's their biggest hit. It's why he owns a home and lives a good life and probably has multiple cars. And it's all about his ex-girlfriend just crapping on him because they broke up. I mean, if my ex wanted to write a song about me that would make me millions of dollars, I'd be okay with that too. But it's still weird. Like yeah. You're on stage, you're like, man, there's so many, there's a lot of money. And it's a reminder of how much of a douche I once was. <laughs> like That's amazing. We're pretty excited about that. That Gwen Stefani had to explain to her son who no doubt was and is because they're back, baby. And we want to hear from you, Rockaholics. 206-803-ROCK. Help complete the sentence. It's going to be strange having to explain blank to my kid one day. Your call's after Lincoln Park. The Daily Mix Show. Our phone number here is 206-803-ROCK, and we are asking you, Rockaholics, to help complete the sentence. It's going to be strange having to explain blank to my kid one day. Uh, we are asking because of the Gwen Stefani yes. situation. She had to explain who No Doubt was to her 10-year-old. And explain that she was once in a relationship with the bassist as well, which is kind of funny. I'm going to have to explain to Barrett someday what the Pac-12 used to be. Okay. 
<laughs> why you're obsessed with this team from Washington State. Well, I'm really sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Tradition do- doesn't matter to some people. Apple Cup. Yep. We're going to play it in September now. Did you doesn't go to feel one, right. Did you go to any of the... You, you went to a few of the Apple yes! Cups, Yes. Right? Even as a child, my parents... Because my mom is a Husky and my dad is a Coug. Oh, so man. They a took house us- divided? Yes. Oh, it's like my wife's family. Yeah. Some of them are Cougs and my wife is a Husky. There you go. That's why it's she really doesn't like you much. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the whole first impression thing. It was that. No, it's just since <laughs> she saw that you were bleeding crimson. Yeah, so that's going to be it. That's going to be a chat for the future. So you went, you uh, when you were a student and partying it up, you were there for those Apple Cup games. Were they bonkers over yes, in Pullman? always so much fun. I always wanted to go to, a, I went to an Apple Cup when it was here in Washington, in, in Seattle. I think it was at whatever, team, uh, not, uh, Lumen Field or Quest Field, whatever it was called, when they didn't do it at Husky Stadium. Yes. We went to that one, and it was a blast. I think I was at that one, too. Yeah. Super fun. It's always been a good time. And they're, gonna, they're still going to continue the tradition, at least for the next couple of years. But it's going to be in September, which is just odd. But I don't know why, but I feel like going to see it in Pullman, would be it would hit differently because I think you know University of Washington obviously very well respected college but I think Washington State University is more about like we booze we have fun yeah and after the game like you just you don't go anywhere you, you stay out? there oh you just stay in the stadium and well just no I mean drinking? you go you go out into the but like people that have traveled from Pullman you know most of them aren't getting in their there. cars and drive driving back home for five or six hours right they're staying in hotels and Airbnbs and crashing at sororities and fraternities and apartments and it's just awesome. Uh, 206-803-ROCK. Uh, we did get a text message about what I'm going to have to explain to my kid one day. One person said, the time that I was once an exotic dancer. Oh. That's how mommy paid the bills. I was just going to say, no shame in that game. No. And I wonder, this person said, the time that I streaked at my high school football game, then again, why do I even need to tell my kid that? You're right. <laughs> I don't think there's any going to be a time where you need to say, hey, let me sit down in the time that your dad <laughs> got naked and ran across his own high school stadium uh, football game. How do you know it wasn't mom? That's very true. You're just you're assuming. It's very sexist of me. I like to apologize to all the rockaholics. <laughs> to all the all the women who like to streak out there. The one I think will be fun. I, I do look forward to, and she's already picking up on it. Like the the, the 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 several years of your dad's life where he decided to become an independent wrestler and go all across the Pacific Northwest, travel to Dallas, and like all these crazy stories. Because she's starting to now find interest in it. Like we don't let her watch wrestling because some of the wrestling is just like. It's a little much, and sure. like language-wise and things. And we just don't want her to learn those words. But every once in a while, she'll see like me watching like a clip on TV on my phone or whatever. And sure as us, if it's a bald wrestler, she thinks it's dad. Baron oh. Corbin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. She's like, Daddy, is that you wrestling? I'm like, yeah, totally. That's me over there performing over at the, the Mercedes Bowl Stadium in New Orleans. That's totally your dad. Do you? Does she know that you have played in bands and things of that nature? Yeah, we watched one of the videos. She, it, it wasn't Casper Baby Pants, so she wasn't really into it that much. That's <laughs> all we listen to right now. Do, does she have a favorite Casper Baby Pants song? Do you oh, know the yeah. bicycle one? I don't know, but I know Run Baby Run. Oh, I, yeah. I, I can sing the whole song for you if you want. <laughs> I, I no, kind of do. Good. All right, good, fine. I didn't, I didn't really want to, but that's the one. Like That's the one that she's all about. Yeah. It tells you to run. Then it tells you to jump. Then it tells you to swing. Then dance. Swing like haymakers or like... Swing your arms. Oh, Come on. Swing arms. Okay, I was like, that's a very violent song. No, that's not... Chris Blue doesn't get that violent. Come on. That's that's the stuff you used to do with the President's USA. I look forward to actually having her hear the President's USA and be like, hey, you know Casper Baby Pants? This was his other band. Some of the some of the songs that Casper Baby Pants has released sound so in the vein of President's. It's like, it's... It's right there. Oh, yeah. There are a few songs that the president wrote, and I'm like, oh, yeah. The writing was on the wall that eventually he was going to write songs for children. And he's probably making way more money doing that than... 
Yeah, I wonder. I don't know, man. But he's got a whole new fan base, and they're going to grow old with him. I love that. Someone texted in at 206-803-ROCK. I got to tell my kid that his uncle used to print fake money. (gasps) That's juicy. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember, maybe this is before you guys' time, um, there used to be like um, in the back of comic books, they would have all those ads for like the most ridiculous stuff like space or the sea monkeys. Remember those? And like oh, yeah. X-ray sunglasses. But they also had one that was print your own money. And it was like a little thing, that you, like a little wheel and you put like paper in it and it would print money. But it didn't print like real. Like, I thought, <laughs> mom, I'm going to save up and buy this. Take care of the family. Yeah. And I'm just going to print us money. And that was like, I think that was one of the many moments that my father realized that he was raising an idiot. You also bring up some very good things that we're going to have to explain to our kids, like what are sea monkeys and what are 3D glasses. Do you get a kick, though, out of when your kid wants to play with, like, toys that you grew up playing with? Oh, yeah. Like Operation? Operation, that's the one where I'm just like, oh, that's amazing that you want to play that as well. Um, what's the other one I was... Oh, the, so Mr. Potato Head. I know Mr. Potato Head is still very much a thing, but it's kind of had this like resurgence mm-hmm. lately, and now Barrett's like, that's Mr. Potato Head. He gets real excited about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody says, yeah, I'm going to have to, to let my... Where is it? Once, there was once a big rivalry in our house due to the fact that my mom was a Houston Oilers fan and my dad was a Cowboys fan. Oh. A house divided right there. Yeah, in the state. That's yep, crazy. Yep. I also have had to explain like tattoo my tattoos to Barrett already. Yep. And then he'll ask me about other people's tattoos, and I'm like, I don't know, and I'm not gonna go ask them what that means. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. Do I, you like to ask do you think it's rude to ask people about their tattoos? I don't I don't ask because I don't want them to have, it always leads to some dude taking his shirt off and like somewhere in public wanting to show me like his like man stamp. Oh yeah. In the back. Well, like my little niece and nephew, they have said like, I want to get a tattoo. And my sister always tells them, well, Auntie Taryn will explain to you that it's permanent. That doesn't wash off. So you better know what you want. Tatum's convinced that one of my tattoos is of her. You don't have a Tatum tattoo yet. Not yet. But I have like a tattoo of like this like dancer with a tambourine with like lights. And she thinks that's her. I don't know why, but she just said, Daddy, is that that tattoo of me? And I'm just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> At this point, like, what? it's not of anyone. It's not like anything weird. Do you have, a, your dog is tattooed on you, though, yeah? Do you have, wait, oh, is that yeah. just Ryan Castle? Do you have a dog tattoo also? Yeah, my lower back. I have Lulu. You have a Lulu tramp stamp? <laughs> yeah. What? You want to see it? Yeah. I don't really have one, but I'll show you my butt. <laughs> see, he just told you that it always leads to a dude taking off his shirt. And now you're making Steve take off his shirt in the studio. <laughs> I have... The dog collar pendant that Lucy had when she Aww. passed away, I've got it on like my shoulder, and my wife has it on her wrist. Nice. Yes, yeah, so she thinks that's cool too. Danny, what about you? What are you gonna have to? Well, you're probably already in it. You're already having to explain things to her. I am. Nine, that are age appropriate. Yeah. Age appropriate things. <laughs> I bet she's got some questions that you really don't feel like giving answers to. You know, it's funny. I I was thinking about it because of the whole band thing, and you kind of like talking about how Tato's only into Casper Baby Pants. It's for the longest time, I would show Lily videos of like my old band playing, or you know, I'd be watching something and. It didn't actually happen until recently where I actually hit her. And we were driving somewhere, and my, when my old band's Falling From Nothing came on the stereo, and she's like, what is this, Dad? And I was what like, is this crap? Yeah, because she always asks. Like, she, she likes to troll us and hate every single band that we listen to, her mom and I. And so and I was like, oh, this is Dad's old band. I've been playing guitar. And she, you could see it kind of like hit her face of like, Wait, you were in a band? And I was like, yeah, I've told you this before. I played guitar. And, it, and she's like, now she gets to hear it. And so she, she literally listened to it. And she's like, what? You were in a... 
And so we had to pull over and I had to show her video of me playing again. The videos I've shown her a million times, she was like, I don't know how I feel about this. This means you were cool. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, define like, actually, cool. Actually, no. Define cool. I started Everybody a, was in a band at some point. Yeah, and I started a band because like I wasn't cool. And she was like, I can't wait to tell my friends about this. Like, and she's gone to all her little friends at school and told them like, my dad used to play guitar in a band. And it's like the funniest thing. I think about like when my my dad, you know, he wasn't he didn't he didn't really give the vibe of I was once in a band kind of a thing. Like he was by the time I was old enough to remember who my dad like when you know you would start remembering who your dad was, he was just this corporate like you go to work, you would like work at the World Trade Center at the time. He was always in a suit and he was very serious and temperamental and like there was no I never got a vibe of fun from my dad, right? Or like rock star. Yeah. And then one time he finally like let me know when I started getting interested in drums. Like, you know, your old man used to play. And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and then he pulled out like this vinyl of him on like some song by this group called the Ravons. I wish I had a copy of it. I did at one point. I can't find it. Do they have really, a big Spotify following? They have a nothing following. <laughs> just, they, they tried being on MySpace for a little bit, but then, you know, that got shut down. But I, it was it was just a recording. It was called I Can't Rock and Roll. And I remember the how the, it was like total like 50s, like, you know, like that kind of like rock and roll kind of cheesy-ish but like sure. it was still cool and then he was telling me how like he learned under Frankie not Frankie Valley, but someone who like Gene Krupa who was a jazz Dang. drummer and my dad was like one of his students and then my dad played with Frankie Valley like for a couple of shows that's like kind of big time yeah and the whole time my jaw just dropped because I'm like dad what like you you just seem like a very serious like business dork guy <laughs> and you had this awesome rock and roll lifestyle for a little while yeah. and it was kind of cool to hear those stories and like what kind of drums he had but it took him forever before he finally let me know about that i think he just he didn't want me to play the drums and i don't i think he just didn't want to hear the loud noises in the house it had nothing to do with like any kind of like ill will towards drumming it was just he was he just didn't really want that kind of ruckus going on in his I mean, that is a big that is a big sound commitment if you're going to be yeah. Doing drums. But, and you don't have like a garage with, you know, insulation. No, no. And we finally got the rule was around like, he was like six o'clock ish. There had to be no more drums because just in case he got home from work early, even though more often than not he was getting home at like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. He's just like, I don't want to hear a single drum when I get home. I'm like, all right. Did you and your dad ah. ever get to play drums together? No. There's still time. It's not, it's not. Trust me. No. He hurt his shoulder. That's why he stopped playing the drums. So he couldn't raise his arm oh. to, up to a certain point. So he had to give up playing the drums. Well, just give him a tambourine. Oh, There's yeah. going to be a little rhythm section together. That, let's jam together. The family band. It's like Here's the a tambourine. <laughs> He'll see how far he can throw it at my head. <laughs> well, Rockaholics, how would you like a shot at beating Steve? He is 26 and 11 in 2024. The number to call, 206-803-ROCK. We play Beat Migs at 847. The Daily Mix Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.